it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Rich Eisen Show. All I give a damn about winning. What's your thought on the Super Bowl, Randy? I'm going to stick to my guns, Rich. I had the Jets. I'm not going to jump ship. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Micah Parsons, watch him. There he gets him. It is Parsons. The Rich Eisen Show. They had the ball for, I think, 42 minutes. I think we had it for 18. Today's guests, host of the Greenlight Podcast and two-time Super Bowl champion, Chris Long. Steelers linebacker, TJ Watt. Overreaction Monday and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Chris Long of our usual Monday show is going to join us shortly. We've got Overreaction Monday coming up. TJ Watt uh, of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's playing tonight. He's joining us in hour number three. Browns and Steelers is the late game. An hour long, an hour staggered start. Seven Eastern I for love it. Saints and Carolina. Oh, love the double. And then an hour later will be kickoff between the Browns and the Steelers. Uh, same thing's happening next week, too. You've got Philadelphia and Tampa starting early, and then Rams at Cincinnati starting late. Love it. Double headers. Just to kick off the season. Let's That's do it what every you want. More football. That sounds fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, well, as somebody who's uh, working it for uh, radio, uh, I'm fine with one. Oh, do you have to do both half times? Uh, I don't think so. You I'll think, let you know. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm just taking it one day at a time, hoping for the best. You know what I mean? I don't that's, have a crystal ball. That's great. But um, you do, though, Rich. I do, actually. We do. We do have know? a crystal ball. I just, it's too heavy. I know. I just actually wish got a much put smaller it next one. to your desk, and that way no. we, we can at least see it. But Rich, you've been working out. So, uh, yeah, yeah, hey, you know what I mean? You, know, you are getting Buff Bagwell now. Buff Bagwell. <laughs> Didn't know that's what my nickname was around buff here. Buff Bagwell. Very good. <laughs> You're right. I've been holding tough. my powder on the Jets. That's coming up in hour number three. Uh, we've discussed uh, many uh, of the games that we saw in week number two. Uh, let's go to the phone lines here. Kevin in Rochester, New York. What's up, Kevin? Hello. Hello, Kevin. Hi. Hello. Yeah, you looks hi. like Uncle Leo. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. What's up, Hello. Kevin? Sorry, I was waiting for an hour, so it kind of caught me off guard. Go ahead. <laughs> You're on, sir, man. You're on guard. So uh, one, yes. no Badgers. Hey. But I okay. know. Okay, good. It's good. Also... Um, I wanted to do a uh, overreaction Monday on the Cowboys because I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah. And I'm actually from Rochester. I live in Jacksonville now. Okay. Well, okay. And I know. It's, trust me. Okay. It's so good, good, Kevin. What's your point, sir? You'll have what to do you got for me? For that, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Is the defense that good? 
Yes. Or... Yes. <laughs> yes. It is. And no, no, I don't want to hear that. I know where you're going, Kevin. I don't care that the Giants were the Giants in week one and the Jets no, no, are the listen, Jets right listen. now. Listen, I went through the, the Quincy Carter era. I went through the Romo, and I love Romo, but how many heartbreaks I had of are we going to get there or is this like serious? This is serious. This is, I, this is serious. This is, hey, Kevin, here's what I'm going to do because uh, Chris Long is ready. I'm going to say call back. And just, I appreciate. First of all, congratulations on Go Badgers. Um, secondly, yeah, I secondly, I, I had to get that. Out it's of you. fine. It's all good. We're all over the state of Wisconsin, and and, and uh, I love Big Ten football, and the Badgers are great, and I love Luke Fickle, and you you know things are just only going to get better from here. Yeah. Thanks our, for the our call. Run, Kevin. Our running game is good. That's it. No, you got it. You take care. This is Kevin in Rochester, by way of Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. How many people are you know? We don't care if, you know where you're from or where you're calling in from, as no, long as you know. Add it to the add it to the graphic. Okay. I understand Kevin's pain. Though. They're real. We they are PTSD. real. Yeah, he's got PTSD. Oh my so god. Take it week by yeah. week, man. Okay. That's it. Week by week. That's it. Let's uh, bring in our friend Chris Long, Greenlight Podcast and Inside the NFL on the CW on Tuesdays. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Christopher? Rich, what's up, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Um, so which is the storyline that leaps out to you? I'll give you the dealer's choice uh, from the week two Sunday. What do you got for me on that? Chris? Uh, what leaps probably, out to you most? Probably Chris Jones looking like Chris Jones, which I don't know why we, we were surprised. But in a game like that, when the offense was sloppy, I mean, they're benching tackles, they're, they're leaving points on the board, you know, all types of stuff. The defense stepping up, the pressures went up from I think like thirteen last year last week as a team to like twenty four. So collectively the impacts felt, but also if you went through every money down in that game, he affected all of them. You know, I think he had five pressures on third down, one on fourth. They don't win that game without Chris Jones. That was a great performance. And it's like a hundred degrees out there. Mm-hmm. My man came off the uh the long break and looked great. Yeah, and and defensively, I mean that's what would give me so much hope as a Chiefs fan um, normally, but just to see what you're talking about against a team that wants to, for a second straight week, put your pelt on their wall to put wind in their sails, but that's what it is like to defend a Super Bowl championship. So to see that, as you know, how difficult it is to defend a Super Bowl championship, to see that in Jacksonville after what happened against Detroit, despite, you know, the offense not looking like it's on tilt, I, I thought that was huge, Chris. I think huge. I think the offense came along in the middle of the game. Jacksonville kind of gave them life with that fourth down, and they did a really good job in the middle eight. They had some nice drives. And then on top of that, um, you know, I, I, I think the biggest theme is offensively and as a team, but mostly offensively, the new guys have to to buy in and make the plays that they're being asked to make. You know, Tony had the drops last week. It looked like for a second he's the shot in the arm they needed. They targeted him like three times in a row. They got something going. Then he puts the ball on the ground. You know, tackle, obviously, that's a well-beaten path. But Watson with a fumble, like guys that are supposed to step up in, in this era of Kansas City Chiefs football have to step up. And I think defensively, you you nailed it. They can hang their hat on that. Sneed did a great job. You know, we were like, what's going to happen with Ridley? He kept him bottled up. And Spags talks about it. They have two guys that can play inside and out. McDuffie in the slot last week, Sneed in the slot this week. I thought the defense looked great. Well, and I think you're referring to when you said fourth down, the the Jaguars going for it in midfield uh, late in the game on fourth down. Um, and so I, I don't think Peterson would have ever done that, say, last year, right? Like yeah. I, that, that is an indication what others may see on tape of this 
offense and think, well, we'll give him a shot. You know, our defense has done very well so far. And that did maybe that's something when do, do guys when they come off the field or when the offense goes on the field saying, you know, what the hell do they think they're doing? Like, let's show them. Does that does that yeah, actually I happen? Mean, there's definitely a little bit of a like, oh, we're being disrespected. Mm-hmm. They think they can pick this up, that sort of thing. But I also think people know Doug, you know, can be a little bit aggressive. This was a situation where for me, it was a little bit of a head scratcher because you're playing that game in phase you know, punt the ball, play defense, that offense hadn't gotten going. So, um, you know, that that's the way it, it, it shook out for him, though, taking that risk. Chris Long here from Greenlight Pod, as well as inside the NFL here on the Rich Eisen Show. What in the world is going on in the Jets locker room right now? I mean, Sauce Gardner deleted his Twitter account or X account. Brees Hall deletes a tweet where he was had four football emojis, meaning one for each carry he got yesterday. Yeah. Zach Wilson a f- with three interceptions to finish the game. What do you think is going on there right now, Chris? It's just a tough emotion, man. It's like a letdown. It's it's another letdown for the Jets. Obviously, Rich, I'm not trying to you know yeah. make light of y'all's fandom, but it's like it's like uh, Groundhog Day. It's just with some little different twist and, you know, all the build up with hard knocks and the whole thing. And now I think for those players, and this is where I get into trouble as an analyst, Rich is like, I, I believe you should give your guys a shot to win. You should burn the ships to do that. Uh, you know, I look at them having that first round pick um, that they didn't anticipate having. And you've got a locker room full of guys, especially on defense. You could point to any number of them and be like, these guys are playing their best ball. Are they going to waste it? Um, now, they didn't play great yesterday, but I'm talking about, you know, they have talent on defense and it's hard to play defense on a team that's going three and out and there's sudden changes. Uh, offensively, you got guys like Garrett Wilson. It's like uh, my entire legacy is tied to the quarterback play. And um, for this team, I think the, 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 the window was open this year. So I look at this and you see this stuff on Twitter, the football emojis, you know, it's a little early for wide receiver tweets from a running back. And uh, you, you have, you have the, you have a number of like red flags here. And I just think they got to go out at some point. Now it's early because the teams that might give you a quarterback like Minnesota, they're probably thinking we can't do that week two. It doesn't look great. Like we're trying to win. Right. And Kirk's look good. But I do think you got to go out and get somebody. I don't think it can be Carson Wentz or some other found piece like a Joe Flacco. Like this team deserves a shot to win the whole thing, a shot. And, you know, they put that work in. They've constructed the roster. And here's what I don't understand from coaches. Mm -hmm. You trade for for Aaron Rodgers and Joe Douglas, my guy. And you say, we're doing what we have to do to win. We didn't have what we had here or we we, we don't have what we need here. You know, we're going to go out and make this move. Well, what's changed? You know, like nothing's changed. And basically what you're saying week two is it's not important enough. You know, we're just going to roll with what we had last year. You can dress it up however you want, but you're making a decision to go with the status quo. And listen, some people thought I was being hard on Zach Wilson, but some of the same mistakes showed up. And I know that game's not the way they want to play it. But the, the same Zach showed up in certain spots. Well, and, and, and the guy who I think – single-handedly put Zach Wilson in a a dustbin for many Jets fans and maybe some of the defenders in the locker room is coming to town at 0-2 next week. Belichick, who, as you know, this is a red-letter game to begin with, but this is also a red-alert game 
for his team. Um, yeah. My gosh, this is just not unfolding the way that you'd want for the Jets. I, I, honestly, like I, I don't know what some of these defenders in the locker room might be saying. They, you know, Garrett Wilson says they're all together, but this is on Robert Sala's plate, I guess. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Chris. Well, yeah, I mean, like I've been on defenses where the offense didn't hold up their end of the bargain. Like, you know, I've been on teams where we held Marshawn Lynch to 24 yards on a Monday night and lost. Um, you know, like it's frustrating. You try not to make it personal. You try not to take it out on the guys on the offensive side of the ball. At least I think w- what they have going is they know it's the quarterback, right? Like there are other deficiencies, but I like the O-line. I like Garrett Wilson. I like Lazard. Um, you've got tight ends like you know, like Brees Hall, they have pieces offensively. So you're not going to look over in that room and blame everybody. But where it gets really hairy is like we've seen this movie and Zach Wilson didn't have a lot of leash. Well, I mean, Broncos fans saw this movie too. One last one for you on this. And you know where I'm going. Because again, the offensive coordinator was brought in first. You know, Nathaniel yeah. Hackett was brought in. We all know why they brought him in, right? Yeah. And so now he's he, he it's his job to coordinate uh, an offense for a quarterback who might not grasp most of the playbook, half of the playbook, even at three quarters of the playbook. And then he's the one who was dialing up the passes. He was the one who w- went away from the run. Do you think Nathaniel Hackett can, if you will, hack it under this circumstance, Chris? Well, the, the evidence isn't there to suggest that he would be able to, you know, like even if they brought in another quarterback, it's not his guy. Like him and Aaron have like a history. Right. And obviously that's why he's there. It's like inviting somebody to a, a fancy dinner. He's got a famous plus one. And then they have a rain check and you're like, it's just you. Like, you know, I, I don't mean this Love like it. disrespectfully, but, oh, man. but it's uh and, and Hackett's a good coach. Yeah. Uh, but the, the whole situation was predicated. There's a reason he was a head coach. He's a good coach. Right. But like, there's a difference between being a good, good coach, good coordinator, the whole thing. And, you know, I kind of wondered how it would play out with Rogers. Right. Um, because, you know, you kind of assume, hey, from a scheme standpoint, they got it down. He's going to have his menu. But, like, do you really believe that there weren't going to be bumps in the road, even with Hackett calling the plays kind of de facto as a group, getting it done? And the problem is, is with Zach, you can't run a lot of the stuff that you want to run. Like, in that first game, they ran like an RPO in the second half. And he messes up the read and, uh, you know, the run game's a plus, but like, do you turn his back to defense? You can't make checks that Aaron made. You got to work the ha- half field stuff. Like everything about it is different. And I just wonder how it's going to work out, even with a new guy. Chris Long right here on the Rich Eisen show in his usual Monday spot before he goes to do inside the NFL on the CW, as well as the Greenlight podcast with Kyle and and his crew. Um, so we haven't discussed Seattle, what Seattle did in Detroit yesterday. I mean, the Lions left banged up, to say the least. Yeah. And Seattle just put its foot down after getting punked at home to the Rams. Uh, how how do you think this will uh, serve Seattle moving forward, Chris? Uh, I think it's going to serve them good. I, obviously, last year they come out in the first game and they're in a totally different spot where they're gunning for somebody. And now they come out week one and everybody thinks the Seahawks are going to roll. The Rams pick them apart. They pick on a young corner. They don't run the ball. Um, Then they go 10 days rest. Detroit's waiting for them. It's everybody's sweetheart team. And they don't have any tackles. I mean, Lucas is down. Cross is down. They lose both both of them week one. 
And so this is such a big boy win for Seattle. I mean, to go in there on the road, Gino throwing the ball to about 10 different receivers, really efficient, a lot of balls to tight ends. Um, I thought they did a great job, and I thought the young guys in the secondary, one of them that got picked on last week, he came out and made the play of the game. And I don't want to not shout out Nuosu, who uh, – who got home there to, to force that also had a forced fumble with a spoon with his first big play on fourth down of his young career. Like guys are growing up on that team. And from the Lions standpoint, be who you are, you know, like I'm a big fan of the way Dan does things. I'm a huge Dan Campbell fan. If you're running flea flickers and you're going for it on fourth down and you're wheeling and dealing and you, you burn a minute 15 running three plays with a chance to win this thing in regulation, because you're worried about the Seattle offense, well, guess what? You didn't get the ball back anyways. So my problem with that is at the end of that game, go try to win it, um, especially with a, a kicker that's giving you six points back in Myers. So big win for Seattle. And then for Detroit, don't forget who you are. You know, you, you can't – now that you're, you've are you arrived, don't be the team that's playing afraid to win. And it's the one time I've disagreed with Dan on not being aggressive enough. And uh, here's a sports talk radio conversation in our few minutes we have left with you, Chris Long. You can only put, because we're talking about Eagles, Cowboys, Niners, obviously being 2-0. and You can only put your marker on one for saying their 2-0 and start is real. Commanders, Bucks, Falcons. Which Falcons. Oh, <laughs> Falcons. You, you Falcons stutter. are good. Yeah, Falcons are a good team. Like, I don't know if a lot of people are watching the Falcons, but... You know, if it's not for the quarterback, I'd probably pick them to win the uh, the NFC South. I went with the Saints, but, you know, they, they run the ball so well. Bijan Robinson, the way they go off tackle and, you know, the 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 fortitude to, to pitch the ball on a fourth and one. Arthur Smith, everybody's favorite analytics head coach. I mean, he's going for it on every fourth down. <laughs> they get the ball on the, on the edge. Tough matchups for, for second-level defenders on Bijan in the run game. And I thought... Um, Jordan Love as well deserves some some credit and the Packers because they're they're a good football team and this is a tough road test for them. You know, Love's got the ball right on tight end's hand at the end of the game. This could go either way, but I just thought the Falcons did such a great job in the run game. And I mean, Ritter's gonna throw you a couple. They come out after that Wicks touchdown and ran the ball 15 times in a row. It was like, we don't trust you this drive. Settle down, buddy. Um and they go and score. And that's the thing is like, they're a good enough team to go to the playoffs and maybe win that division. But the quarterback just worries me. So you think the clock's ticking on Heineke, Chris? Uh, I don't know. They both throw you a few, but you know, like if, if somebody's going to throw you a few, at least give me some magic with it. Mm. And I think Heineke's got that magic. Now Ritter's really athletic. He was able to hurt him with his legs a couple times. I'm not saying give him the hook, but I am saying like, this is one of those teams where the young quarterback has to catch up to the team because they're good and they're ready to win. So, uh, and I think this is uh, being the last one I got for you, a testament to what's going on over there that I'm not going to go in any other direction with the National Football League and ask your two cents on Colorado's win over Colorado State. Words I didn't think I'd ever ask anybody in the history of this program, but this is the Dion effect uh, to say the least, uh, where plays galore just being discussed nonstop, even today after a week two in the NFL. Talking about it on a, on an NFL show, my show this morning, we're talking about Boulder. I'm like, yeah. it's, it's awesome. You have at it, Chris. What's on your mind yeah. about it after seeing it? 
Well, as a guy who went to sleep in the third quarter, all I wanted to do was uh, stay up for the handshake. Like I was like, I'm, I'm fading and I'm sleeping on the couch up in my kid's room because we you know, I got home, did a sleepover and mm -hmm. I'm sitting there on the laptop and I'm like, I'm not going to make it, man. You know, and, <laughs> and, and third quarter, you know, I was out like a light, but I woke up and could not believe what they did. And such a gut check win for Colorado. And I think Dion is brilliant. I really do. I like, I have so much respect for the guy. Uh, but also as a head coach, like he's playing chess, in my opinion. Okay. Like, How so? number one, Norvell brought the, the drama to his front door with the commentary, right? On the mm -hmm. sunglasses and the hat. Now you could let that go, but he leans all the way into it. I think that's smart in general because teams that think it's, personal rich mm -hmm. they play harder but this is a look ahead week you know you've got colorado state coming in and uh, i know you can't do this every week but you got usc and oregon coming up this is a perfect look ahead week at home he leaned into the rivalry and then after the game what i loved and you want to see people getting along man even after all the bs that went on on the field and i didn't like the hit and everything but him and norvell at midfield i'd really love to know what was said and dion going to the podium and saying, hey, listen, man, I'm not going to drag this out. I'm rooting for the guy. You know, we'll let we'll let bygones be bygones. I think he's an incredibly socially intelligent guy. And I think people underestimate how well he knows the game as if we would, you know, but it's like, oh, guys never coach. Guy played corner in the National Football League. He knows today's game, even though the passing game's changed. He sees the game from the back end. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just a great opportunity for them to seize the moment in Boulder. And I think it's a repeatable, careful with this, but I think it's a repeatable blueprint if you have the right guy. Now, he's one in a million, but like Ed Reed, one of my favorites, uh, he could motivate me to go play right now. Uh, he'd bring in NIL opportunities, transfer portal stuff. I know there's the Bethune thing, but I'd love to see like an Ed Reed get a shot. Me too. I would I would as well. And uh, Prime was on the show Friday, said he's up for having Warren Sappy as his D-line coach. And, and he said <laughs> and he said that coaches here don't have to, you know, you're not burning the yeah. midnight oil here. Like you come in in the morning, you got practice, then you do some stuff here. And then by the middle of the afternoon, go live your life. Is, and, and and that's that's what he said. And, and, and Dion also sees the game from the outside in as a receiver, right? So he's got both yes. ends. And the fact that he's going into the Oregon and USC games without Travis Hunter is a damn shame. I don't. How is that kid not ejected? How is that not even targeting? Like, what is going? I don't on, know. Was, I think I think it was so like late and and non-standard that people were just like, I have no frame of reference. <laughs> like, do I, do I throw? Do I throw this kid out? Like, I've never right. seen anything like this. Right. And you know, it's I love rivalries and I love the 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 talk back and forth and I love the physical play. Every Everything was inbounds for the most part, but that was not cool. So um, I, I just love talking about Colorado. It's good for college football. People were all afraid of this era, afraid of Dion, afraid of no. like things changing. It's better. We're talking about college football. It's week three, four weeks from now. We might not be talking about them, but we have gotten a month out of these guys. No doubt. No doubt. Who's on your pod this week, Chris? 
So we've got Victor Cruz. Nice. Uh, yeah, and uh, he's going to be uh, joining us Wednesday and and uh, later in the week. Stanford Steve, the most famous guy in the world. He's on, <laughs> you know, he's he's out there on game day. So green light with Chris Long. Uh, check out his podcast every single uh, day, whenever you can, whenever it's out there. And then, of course, uh, inside the NFL on the CW. Chris, uh, remind me uh, if Susie and I ever go to dinner with you and your wife, never to cancel on you. Okay. <laughs> write that down do not cancel on the longs i don't do okay. dinners but i imagine okay. if there's these guest lists and hackett <laughs> shows up that. without rogers it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> what am i going to do with this guy for the uh-huh, next two hours uh-huh. all right thanks chris greatly appreciate it see y'all yeah it's the one and only thanks, at chris. joel number nine one on all social media and la flama blanca, la flama blanca. on uh, instagram God, I love talking to him. We'll take a break. Your phone calls. Overreaction Monday when we come back here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Larry David, you are now the new commissioner of the National Football Really? League. Yes, congratulations. Are you kidding? There you go. Congratulations. This is a dream, okay? <laughs> I quit Curb Your Enthusiasm in a second if this is true. Okay. Okay. What do you do first as the commissioner of the National Football League, Larry David? Number one, mm-hmm. and I really don't care if people like it or not, mm-hmm. I'm losing the goalpost. <laughs> what? <laughs> why, why are there goalposts? Okay. Why why are kickers, mm-hmm. okay, who have, they don't have football skills. They, they're not football players. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're wonderful people, mm-hmm. but they're not football players. Why why, ha, why are they kicking a ball through goalposts to decide games? <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's a, first of all, goalposts are a relic from the old English rugby, I think. Okay. You know, when they used to actually run and, and kick a ball through goalposts, mm-hmm. but they don't do that in the NFL. There's no need for goalposts. What? Wouldn't the game be better without them? Think about it. Why not just have leaping frogs to decide games? Have a see if a, see if a frog can leap through a, a, a little goalpost that you set up 
okay, on the floor, <laughs> and if the go- if the frog can leap through the goalpost, then, then do that. What? Why kick it through a goalpost? Well, it's not called leaping frog ball. It's yeah. called football. Yes, so you're saying I- take the feet out of footballs? Is that what you're saying, Larry? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Why feet are deciding games and they shouldn't. Why should one player, mm-hmm. one player with this skill, like the guy on the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Justin wh- Tucker, yeah. Why should this one player who does nothing but kick a ball mm-hmm. be deciding games when you have 52 other players mm-hmm. who are actually playing? Mm-hmm. And this one person, this 53rd person mm-hmm. is deciding games. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. The real mashup of that interview is our most viewed reel in the history of our Instagram page. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. The Rich Eisen Show radio network, one with our Roku feed. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Let's go to the phone lines. Nick in Corona, California. Poor Nick. 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 Nick, You got to win 15 in a row now. Nick, you said they'd be the Broncos be 15 and two. You got to win 15 in a row, Nicholas. So you're telling me there's still a chance? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of what, Jeff Daniels was on just last week, Mr. Harry Dunn. Yes. Yes. We're saying that, Nick. Yes. Hey, in all seriousness, does uh, Sean Payton need to get back in the booth, or is Russell Wilson really the problem? I don't know. Russ was balling out in the first half, and and um, and then stopped. He did. You know, he I, did fumble. Now I know that there was a face mask, and that didn't get called, but we can't blame the referee. No, I, and there was a bad interception on the on the sideline that was uh, being reviewed for a while before they they upheld it. Um, I, I don't know, Nick. You know, I'm and I, I, you know what they look like right now through the first two weeks. I'll, I'll be straight up with you. They look like last year's Raiders. Take a lead, yeah. can't hold it. Yeah, good. One. I mean, they were up sixteen to ten on the Raiders at home last week. Could have started one and zero, lost it. I got you. They were hey, up before, before eighteen yesterday off. and lost it. They were zero and two. So that's what it looks like right now to me. Hey, real quick. Yes, sir. I just wanted to say I love your show. Thank you. Nick. I love the crew in the back. All right, Nick. Um, Thank my you. boy Brockman. Every Friday on what's uh, oh, uh, oh, what's more likely? More yes. likely. He continues to talk bull junk on my Broncos. Well, so I don't know if you recall, but he did say something like Colorado would beat Colorado State by more points than the Broncos yeah. would score. Oh, well, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Nick, 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 let me handle this. Let me handle this, Chris. Nick, he gave me choices. Yeah. I was the one who chose it. You could say the fact that that was even a question is bull junk, but... There's a lot of bull junk going on, so you know what I mean. And thanks for the call, Nick. Greatly appreciate it. What was what? The what's more likely was uh, a winning Colorado winning margin or Broncos point scored? Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. It was. I took the cheese. Yeah, we'll talk about Colorado, Colorado State other, in a moment. The other one was uh, who has more wins, Colorado or the Broncos? I said Colorado, didn't I? Yeah. So. Right now they're they're up three. Yeah, they're plus three on that. Got a little. Yeah, they might advantage. now they might run yeah. into a headwind or two yeah. uh, over the next two weeks. Yeah, maybe probably. My, my buffs probably, but um, you know, it's been fun. And by the way, Dion's appearance on Friday is just a delight. Twenty-three minute conversation with him in advance of that Colorado State game, and the video that has gone the most viral from that. Well, the story of him saying he's never going to go to the NFL, which we knew, by the way, 
Obviously, he might go to the NFL at some yeah, point. You never know. Look, he might go to the NFL at some point. Things might change. Does I don't know. Coach the Patriots next year. But you and I, you and I, have watched football games with him at <laughs> yeah. NFL Network. Oh, yeah. When you were on NFL Game Day Morning <laughs> as Marshall Falk segment producer, decade ago now, we would watch games with Dion, who would arrive for the night show right. that I used to do with Dion. We went our separate ways in-house where they put me on in the morning and he would still come at night, but we would watch games together. And I'm telling you, anytime somebody made a dumb mistake, mm. he would stand up and scream at the screen. Cut him. Just yell. Cut him. And I would turn it like, for, after a while, just we finally asked him, like, Dion, what do you mean cut him? He goes, if I was coaching, that is so dumb, I would cut him on, <laughs> on the, the spot. spot. Before how many times did he, the sideline? How many times would he repeat that? <laughs> all the time. All the, it was so funny. Like multiple he, times per game. And every time he said that, we never thought he would ever be a coach. Oh, never. That could cut anybody. Oh, never. And he was just beginning to, you know, start coaching youth football, which yeah. he got into. And look at him now. He's, you know, it's the ultimate youth football coach <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, never. And so we know. So what did he say when he, he said what he was it? That he would start with 53 and come out, half, half come out at halftime with 38. A 38 at halftime. <laughs> he would cut 15 people at halftime. It's like you, you, you. Get go out. Home. Go home. There's get your out. Louis Vuitton. Go. So we get that. But the thing that went most viral was him uh, admitting in his process of ranking his children on Instagram. As it should, Rich, because a lot of people oh, can't relate to being a football p- coach, but how oh, many people can gosh. relate to being a Yo, parent? Yo, Shiloh, so. I was climbing the rankings. Oh, yeah, he, he's, he is. Pick six, baby. I know. Well, we put that out on Twitter. But apparently <laughs> he did talk about it after the game. His, his daughter gave him a big kiss in the locker room afterwards uh, as a big she, present. So she's, she's first. I wow. mean, his ranking system. Uh, I don't know how how it works. A flimsy. But it's great that he talks about it. All right. Let's hit it. It's Monday. It's time for Overreaction Monday here on the Rich Eisen Show. Hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. All right, Christopher, what do we have over there, sir? Hey, guys. Everybody good? Everybody's good. What up, Chris? Oh, unless you're Owen, too. Well, that's true. You're two and zero. You feel yeah, oh, there's some. There are some one and one teams that feel zero and two. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah, for sure about that. You know, um, he was probably feeling pretty good today. Who's feeling good? My man Daniel Jones. Look, he's still way overpaid. All right, <laughs> but can we get the man some help? He did it all by himself yesterday, and now Saquon yeah. might be out. Like. I mean, he threw. He completed 17 second half passes. Someone had to catch them. And I thought you were out there for a minute. Dude, let me just tell you this about him being overpaid. This, at this point in time, is an overreaction. Now, I might be overreacting to, to not saying this is proper because of what I saw in the second half. But, you know, to quote when Harry met Sally, whatever Daniel Jones was having at halftime, I'll, I'll have that too. <laughs> right. You know, whatever Dayball was selling at halftime, I'll have what he's having. Yeah, it wasn't looking good. Here's Daniel Jones's second half numbers. I have it ready because I figured we would discuss it today. I had so many different ones written in the first half. I know, right? <laughs> they, they, they're oh, trash. Man. They're garbage. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. I know. And yeah. then you had a. I had a kind of. How about that revert. second half? Seventeen of twenty-one for two hundred fifty-nine yards and two touchdowns. Eight rushes, fifty-eight yards, and one score on the ground daniel half jones in a half doing what every bears fan thinks justin fields was going to do every single half every single quarter every single game doing what jalen hurts you know 
Jalen Hurts scored a couple on Thursday, but it's one of those the push butch pushes. Yeah. This dude is all over the map. Now, Saquon's hurt. Let's see what happens in San Francisco. They need him to do that like all game. You know, they're 10-point uh, dogs. They on need Thursday. him to show up like vintage Kaepernick in Kaepernick's old home. That's what they need him to do in a short week, most likely without Saquon. But I'll say what? You know, that's that quarterback's being paid $40 million a year. That's not overpaid. That is dirt-ass cheap. So for the moment, I'll call that an overreaction and ask you to move on. Let's what else get, you got? Let's, let's get him some help. I agreed. Uh, TJ, your man, Puka Doncic. <laughs> Puka Doncic. Puka what a great nickname. Puka Brazzi. Puka Let's keep going on. Let's, let's, how many can we come up with? <laughs> My name is Puka. I live on the, <laughs> the second, second floor. floor. I live upstairs from you. Here we I go. Ruin it, so. What does he have? Twenty-five catches in the first uh, two games. Yeah, I, I think so, he set yeah. a record for catches for single-game yes. catches for a rookie. Right, uh, Puka's first two games. This should change the way we look at Cooper Cup's oh, whole 2021 <laughs> season. Get out of here! His whole record break. Cooper Cup, oh, system wide receiver. Out of here! Could I, I can't believe you just said <laughs> Is those Cooper words. Cooper Cup really good. Well, for that to happen, Chris, then Puka Bratsi would then have to lead the oh, league in receptions, yards, touchdowns, and then go and win a Super Bowl. I'm, and I, be Super I don't Bowl MVP. He might. This may be the he first. Might. This may be the first overreaction Monday subject matter. I don't even dignify with a response. <laughs> That's how crazy it is. Although, here's my response: I do believe that all the letters of Cooper and Cup are in Puka. Nakua, except for the N, right? You might be right, right? about that. Yeah, you yeah. can't spell Puka Nakua without spelling Cooper Cup. <laughs> it's, like an, it's like a Cooper Cup anagram. I'm looking at it right now. You yeah. know what I mean? All I'm yeah, saying right. is, you know, Cooper Cup only had 16 catches in his first two games in 2021. Oh, there's no a, a either. There's just, no A in Cup. Just saying. Cooper Cup. It's close. That's what I'm just saying. What else is next? All right, all right. <laughs> All right, all right. This is for Hoskins. Thank you, back. Don Vito, for having me. You can't spell wedding. Cooper Cup without saying Puka Nakua. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Don Vito. Thank you for having Nakua Matata. For Puka Doncic. What else over there? Josh Allen and the Bills are back. That's true. They're going to win the a- AFC East. Yeah. Oh, hey, overreaction. Now, you, now, if you just said they're back, you just lay it there. I, let's see what happens week four the Dolphins, pal. Let's see what happens. Can the, he just stop trying to jump hey, over people? But he was he was himself yesterday. Yeah. He's smiling and he's yelling and he's doing his thing. And they're running. They're like, screw it. Here comes Latavius Murray. We're going to roll him downhill from the five-yard line. And Damien Harris scored. Like, that's what we're talking about. Dawson Knox in the end zone. Gabe Davis. This is what we're talking about. Okay? So... Let's put the five alarm fire out. It never really was out, uh, you know, on fire as far as I'm concerned, as you know. But the Dolphins, I have said they're the most complete team through two weeks in the AFC. And so I will have to push back and say that's an overreaction. They're going to win the AFC East. And it doesn't help the Bills that there won't be a snowstorm when the Dolphins come visit in two weeks, we think. I mean, as you know, there's a very uh, crazy climates going on these days. What else, Chris? I'll call that an overreaction. One of the surprise 2-0 teams, Rich, the Atlanta Falcons. Indeed. They got Bijan Robinson, best all-around back in the NFL. He made a move. I, I, I don't know. He made two moves on one run. His moves have moves. His moves have moves. His moves have moves. It's a great way to put it. Yeah. 
uh, all-around back in the NFL. Well, he's one of the few backs that's being used all around. He has 10 catches for 75 yards. He's second in the league in rushing. Led the NFL in rushing yesterday. Uh, I cannot say at this point in time that's an overreaction. I'll do respect to CMC. I mean, if I'm saying that the Dolphins are the most complete team in the AFC right now, I know the words "right now" are not on the stay on the on the screen right now on our Roku channel broadcast. But uh, I don't know who else is out there doing it. I mean, Josh McC- Jacobs, you could say McCaffrey. Is McCaffrey. McCaffrey's kind of. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll push neck, back. Neck and neck, I think, now that right you now? just told me that, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll push back. McCaffrey's the best all around back in the NFL right now. So that's an overreaction, but uh, you you almost had me. Almost. You had me at Bijan. Almost. All right. How about this one? <laughs> We're talking a lot about it. 0-2 teams. 12% will be positive. 12% yes. make Way the Way to playoffs. round up, round up. Last year, we know the Bengals did it. This year, Rich, no 0-2 team Oof. will make the playoffs. Ooh. No 0-2 team. You got the list? Yeah, so the ones that kind of stand out, it's it's Patriots, Chargers, Bengals, Vikings. Those are kind of your big four. Hey, the Vikings still have a shot. If the, and if the Steelers win tonight, oh, I mean, the Bengals are already two and a half behind the Ravens. You're also looking Ravens. at Steelers. You're looking at, um, I mean, Texans, Broncos. I'll push back and call it an overreaction, but you're Cardinals. not too damn far off, brother. I'm going to say none of them make it. I one. told you off of the top, I'm genuinely concerned. At least the Vikings, Darn. you know, Kirk Cousins is still winging it around all over the place, and they're just, you know, one game out of first. So, you know. And their, their losses are against Tampa and Philly, so it's not great for conference record. They still haven't played a division opponent yet, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be concerned about them too much. What else, Chris? A couple college items, guys. We can't uh, can't talk enough about what Colorado's doing, right? I texted you during their week one game. Shador was a hundred to one mm-hmm. to win the Heisman Trophy. What is he now? He's going to win the Heisman Trophy, guys. Shador Sanders is going to win the That'll Heisman Trophy. That'll be an trophy. overreaction as well. As much as I love the Sanders family, as you know. He's 18 to 1. Right I, I'm just going to stick with it. It's Caleb. It's Caleb's world we're living in right now. And there's some other guys that are balling out. And they were off last week. Right, we now, he deser- right now, he deserves to be in this conversation. Um, now, if you're saying Shador's going to be uh, you know, in New York... In December, I'll say that's not an overreaction. Yeah, but to win it all, to win the Heisman Trophy. What if they go to Oregon? I mean, what if they go to Oregon? And, and he's win? got some. He has got some big plays on his resume. He's got big some nice plays. wins, and then of course that ninety-eight yard drive and two-point conversion to tie it. And he said he went Brady mode after the game. I mean, and Brady is you know part of his NIL deals. Yeah, I, I love it, but I'll, I'll I, I said it's Caleb's to win. Or lose, and uh, we'll see it in two weeks. But winning a Heisman back to back has only happened one time. I'm well aware ever of it. I'm well aware history. of it. I'm well aware. Michael, what else, Chris? You got one more? All right, last one. Uh, how about this one? SEC, uh, not as good. Uh, the Big Ten teams are going to kind of beat up on each other. In the final year of the conference, a Pac 12 team's going to win the Natty. Oof, win the Natty. They got eight teams in the top 25 right now. Uh, I. I if you would just stop with the Pac-12's the best conference in college football, I would have said yeah, that. That's obvious. They have, they have the most ranked teams. They're top to bottom. They're the best conference. Could you imagine come on. if Dion had Win showed up two years ago? And if, if this had happened two years ago, the Pac-12 would never have broken up. Never. Colorado versus Colorado State. The whole country stayed up to watch that game. Get out of here. Next two weeks are going to be lit. Because Colorado like alone. And then Oregon State and Washington. 
you know. So, USC, Washington. Uh, no, Utah, I'll just say I'll just push Oregon. back on that. That's an overreaction. Win the national champ. Win it all. Win it all. You're on one today. I like it. That's overreaction Monday here for this wait, edition wait, of the Rich Eisen Show. Later. <laughs> That's right. The podcast, as soon as we're done today, Chris Brockman and I, we do a whole extended version, uh, 30 minutes um, or less. It's like a, a cappuccino shot of takes. Uh, overreaction Monday, where you can get all that your podcasts. Be our tagline. Okay. Uh, it's a, uh, it, where all podcasts can be acquired. And then That's on funny. Tuesdays with the Rich Eisen Podcast Network, What the Football, Susie Schuster and Amy Trask, their first one. Still out there for you to go download or listen to, however you want to say it, with Charles Woodson, Ian Rappaport. Rap Sheet will be joining us, uh, or joining them, pardon me, for What the Football. Every Tuesday, go and hit the follow button where you get your podcasts. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Don't go anywhere. Your phone calls, and we'll talk more about Colorado and Colorado State when we come back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on our show, just us Roku channel chickens. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. What's going on over there, Mikey D? How was your weekend? What'd you do? Uh, football what? game. I did a crappy game. What football game? game? I, I, it was bad. What? I'm just not going to mention. You don't know. You don't remember. It was an FS1. I do remember. What was I it? Who was it? No. I did uh, Nebraska. I don't. It was they actually won. They won. I know, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Next week's game's good. Two top. 25 teams. Okay, good for you. What do we got? So what do you got? Top team. What is your, what's your game? I think Washington. You, think, you don't even know who you're doing. He's a no, but he's excited about it. Excited. I love your excitement. I gotta look. I gotta hey, look. but you got Nebraska's you, bounce back after Dion uh, curb stomped him. Are you, are you in UCLA, Utah? Uh, Oregon State, Washington State. That's oh, not. That's a good game, game too. Oh, but the two, game. the pack two. That's a good. Pack, the, the pack it's two. The pack two. Yes. Lone wolf. The two pack. Lone, Lone wolf. Yeah, that's a good game. That's actually going to be great. I okay. think it's a good game too. So uh, every other week, I get. By the way, a new uh, a new photograph on our YouTube. Next week's got some really good matchups for college. It's Smith, a Smitch special mm-hmm. on our YouTube header. And Twitter. Putting, uh, is it Twitter too? I put it up yeah. on okay, Twitter great. also. Yeah. Uh, it's all four of us with, you know, with uh, Dion Blenders on. Yeah, I got to get I sent it to him. There. We got to be taken. I sent it to him. I got an L-O-L-O-L-O-L. That's a lot of laughing. A L-O-L-O-L. A lot of laughing out loud. I already got a couple pairs coming. Coach likes it. This guy ordered some already. Oh, I ordered them from Why'd the you do that? Because I... I well, he wasn't here on Friday. Oh, no, that's right. Here. He said he was going to send us so some free... Yeah. Although, I think he thinks those are the real ones that we put on. No. Nah, so we might not get them. I don't think he... Oh, no. Because they're not even available till December. Yeah, they don't... Oh, so you would never. Ship me. Also, came out today. he reposted our Instagram post of that picture, and he put it on his Instagram feed on Saturday. Look at us. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're players. We're players. We're out there, people. Just all I have to say for people is don't hate 
the game. Hate the player? Well, no, you don't. No, 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 don't hate the player. Don't hate the player. Now I got it. Now I got it. Hello, Back here on the Rich Eisen show. So we had Dion on him Friday, and you know, Dion said, "Wait till you see what we got planned pregame for Colorado State," because Jay Norvell, as we all know, was saying how he doesn't wear sunglasses and hats when he speaks to adults because that's how he was raised. I'm like, oh, oh boy. No. So Dion had his mother speak to the team. Goodness. And then the team comes out of the locker room through the tunnel into the field. Lil Wayne is out there too. Weezy F baby. Giving a, a, what, a little mini concert I mean, to the crowd? I mean, it was incredible. The Dion effect. The Dion effect. It started on the game day. And I know. Big with noon, the rock was, and whatever. And he was there. And the, the game day. Dion effect is so in effect. Uh, it's so in effect. <laughs> Offset was being interviewed yeah, during the broadcast man. when offsetting penalties happened. Yeah, while that, offset is being interviewed, that was incredible. That was probably the, the most so, proud you've ever been of a tweet. I mean, and then and then <laughs> and they showed the live action in what's called for a television term an offset. It was great. offset was being offset it to is. show offsetting penalties. I'm like, this is the Dion effect. <laughs> And I said that Colorado State was going to be thinking like they're the Washington Generals to the Harlan Globetrotters. And then they should have won. The show ended and a game broke out after a brawl. Well, hold on a minute. Well, like it was very a, a fight broke yeah, out, yeah. then a game broke out. Yeah. And then, then there were more fights. And the, the then the longest penalties. yard broke out in terms of football games, yeah. right? Well, Irv was there, right? He was in the longest <laughs> no, yard. No, I think he'd already come back. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, this was – that hit that Travis Hunter took Ugh. by Henry Blackburn. Dude, what a cheap shot. How in the world was this kid not called for targeting? That's what I mean. I mean, this is this is the best two-way player in college sports right now, right? Travis Hunter? Is there any, How many other two-way players are there in college football right now? I know there's got to be a few, but I don't right, know. Right, so, so let's not just put like it that. this way. He's the best. Not 100 snaps. And so how how is this not, like, clearly just roster, knowing the roster alone is targeting? Yeah. It's not just anybody that they picked out. Right. So it's 12. Go get 12. And number 11 of Colorado State got 12. I mean, the ball hit the ground by the time Hunter got hit. Yeah, it was so late. And so, my goodness gracious. And Colorado had its hands full because Colorado State was making plays in a way that Colorado was not. They're missing Travis Hunter, who did come back on the field. I guess he thought that he could get through it, and then now suddenly yeah, he's hospitalized. He he's out for hospital. weeks. Yeah. And sure enough, Shadur Sanders. With this game on the line, down eight, Unreal. winds up driving the team 98 yards. Unreal. Brady mode. 98 yards to tie the game and send it to overtime in which they do win it. And the entire time, I'm sitting there thinking when I was awake, by the way, because I had to you know, get to hit the hay for game day morning. Uh, I was thinking this entire time, how is Dion going to lose this one? Mom's talking at the, mm. to the team. Lil Wayne's coming out. The Blenders, go get yours today. <laughs> Coach Prime, season two coming out. He's going to lose this game? Well, apparently Dion was thinking the same thing. This is what Dion had to say after the win. Truthfully, 
it's one point in the game I said, we can't let this dude win. <laughs> ain't no way we let this dude win. <laughs> you know, his press conference is going to be unbearable if we let this dude win. <laughs> and uh, But I knew even when we got the ball on a two or three, four-yard line, I said, uh, as long as the ball is in Shador's hands, we're going to get down this field. I knew that without a shadow of a doubt. And uh, when we went to center field to talk about overtime, I told him we want the ball. I want you to have the ball. Most teams put the defense out first so you can see kind of what they do. If you don't get you get three, you know what you have to do. Uh, I want the offense out first. I want you to put pressure on them to get them out of their comfort zone. All right, so Dion's ready for his first overtime game, <laughs> clearly, wow. right? Boy, he's, he took they, they took a haymaker from their in-state rival. Literally, at one point or two, it looked like fisticuffs. And that hit, uh, honestly, I, I do not know if that, I, how many times have we seen targeting called in college football? Yeah, and we're like, tell me that, time. Time. that the, yeah. the kid's going to get suspended for, for the, that? The, the next half right. or the next game, depending on when it happens, for yeah. that? For the rest of the game, the kid's going to get ejected for that. And this kid's allowed to stay in? How the hell was that not targeting? And I, honestly, I don't mean to call out a, a you know, college player like that, but clearly he was targeting Travis Hunter. Clearly, it's Shador Sanders got targeted later in the game. Yeah. By and that kid was playing such a good game, too. Man, how the hell is that not targeting? And now Travis Hunter won't be there for Oregon and USC, which is a damn shame, to say the least. But despite all of that, and seeing his son, you know, like, roughed, literally, figuratively, before the game, they're, they're, they're batting down practice passes. We're talking about practice. Yeah, I mean, that right? was, okay. was okay. reminiscent of the early hurricane. This is what Dion had to say after the game about uh, Coach Norvell and Colorado State moving forward. You know, I could be petty if they petty, but I ain't, I ain't got time for that, man. I'm, I'm on to bigger things, eh? I'm happy for the brother. I really am, man. I'm happy that they fought, that they played a good game. I'm happy he's a head coach. I'm happy for any brother that's doing it and successful, man. I, I truly am. I don't, I don't know where all this stuff comes from. I have to respond because, you know, it's my mama taught me that. You know, you just ain't going to type me and I'm going to sit back and ain't going to say nothing. But I'm happy for that dude, man. I don't know him. But I'm happy for him. I wish the best for him. I really do. Nothing. My success ain't got nothing to do with his. So why would I want him to succeed? I, I don't know how people get down like that. My blessings ain't got nothing to do with his blessings. Striking every chord perfectly. Uh, I think it's great. And just in case anybody's wondering, he's not referring to Norvell as his actual brother. Because I learned that the hard way one time at the Combine. <laughs> yeah. There was one guy working out whose brother was in the National Football League. And I'm like saying... Has there ever been an instance where a brother covers another brother in the NFL and Dion chimes in from the field? You mean a, a black guy covering a black guy? I'm like, no, yeah. Dion. I, I posted that on our Instagram last that's week. That's not what I mean, <laughs> Dion. He's staying true to himself, now. that's for sure. Bless you.